This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to a breakdown bonus episode that is a little bit different than others. So I mentioned on my Instagram or I mentioned on the Breakup Breakdown Instagram that I took down this week's episode because I did not have the full context, which um, I think just kind of boiled down to a miscommunication between me and the person I interviewed. I was told that some of the details would be embellished and, you know, inflated for dramatic purposes. I was like, you know what? Like, it's your story to tell. You get to tell it how you want to tell it. But I wasn't really given full context that it was not like a real story at all. And I just really felt like not having that context to be able to put it out with that context really hurt the credibility of my other episodes. And it's really important to me that this is a podcast where we can share real stories. And I just kind of felt like it just didn't fit. Wish I had known. So I didn't post it. Not that it was a bad story or I didn't find it entertaining. I just don't think it was the right fit. And I found out too late, like literally after I post it. So I still thought this was a really strong breakdown bonus episode where we talk about crazy things we do for love and double standards. And so that's the context of this episode. I still think it's really solid and maybe I'll repost the episode from Tuesday, but with some edits. But um, right now I am working on future episodes, so I might just have to revisit it at another date. But anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. The trio is back. Hello. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another breakdown bonus episode where we are all on Zoom because we don't work in the same office anymore. It's kind of sad. I did. I did move back to Buffalo, New York, and I'm, you know, I'm getting by. <laughs> what a terrible time to move back to Buffalo. Not that this is really your fault that it's super snowy, but damn. Not to really like make this about my story. I was here for two days and then uh, got snowed in at my parents' house and my stuff from Jacksonville did not make it to Buffalo two weeks later than it was supposed to. It was horrible. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I made it. I'm alive. But we're here for another breakdown bonus episode to talk about this week's story because I haven't released it yet. This is like an early recording. Lexi and Justin, just to fill you in, some guy's girlfriend hacked into his smartwatch and like Taylor Swift masterminded her way into this relationship. They ended up breaking up oh, yeah. because her best friend ratted her out and then she went cray cray and sold all of his stuff in a garage sale. So I want to touch on two things. I want to start off light with just like some funny things, like crazy things we've done for love, crazy things we've done to get in a relationship because I absolutely, my crazy switch has been flipped multiple times. Maybe not quite to this extent, but maybe borderline. And then I want to talk about double standards in dating because there are a lot. And according to my Instagram submissions, a lot of you had a lot to say about it. So let's start with crazy things you've done for love. Lexi, Justin, who wants to go first? I can go first. 
Yeah, yeah. Lexi definitely has something good up her sleeve. There is a couple of crazy things that I've done for love. I would say when it came to my first like shooting my shot with my ex, the ex that's always named on the podcast. So you could tell right off the bat I was the good person here. So at the time I was we were working in the same mall at two different stores and I like went to that store one day and I was like sneaker shopping obviously. I the next day was like I can't stop thinking about that girl who cashed me out and I told my friends at the store I was working at I was like I can't stop thinking about her like I need to do something about this. I went up to the store that afternoon and realized that like her name tag said she was a manager in my store so I, I used to work for Apple. We ran the Wi-Fi in the mall so we had a list of like contact information for everybody at those stores because we ran the Wi-Fi system and I went into the mall directory on a back of house computer and found her name and then looked her up on Instagram and then DM'd her. I put lists of like craziest ways I ever figured out who somebody was. Did you ever tell her? Was she ever weirded out by that? No, she wasn't weirded out at it by first. Like first we were like talking for a couple of days and then she's like, can I ask how you found me? And I was like, I knew your name tag said you were a manager and you cashed me out that day and I saw your name on the receipt, but it was just like the first name. I said, so I just like searched that in the mall directory and like figured it out. She wasn't freaked out. She thought it was cute. Looking back, it was probably creepy because I like stalked her, but I saw that rainbow in her Instagram bio and I was like, this is my, this is my way of getting in here right now. That's so observant. Like, I don't think I would have ever been that observant about a situation to even notice that that person's like a manager. I wouldn't even yeah. notice that. Any kind of like plotting to get in a relationship was with my wife. And all it was was when we had first met, all I had was her Snapchat. And I think I've told this story before. I'm going to start sending her specific Snapchat things to show her that I'm cool and I work in the radio industry. So like I would send little random Snapchats and then she knew my roommate at the time and she didn't remember meeting me because we were at a bar and it was we were drunk. And so she ended up texting my friend being like, who's this Justin guy? You talked with him for like three hours the other night. And then she was like, oh, and then we started talking. That's actually so sweet. But I mean, just like so <laughs> classic, just being like, hey, look how cool I am. I'm like a radio guy. I'm like so ready. And I was like morning show. So I was like meeting like Flo Rida and all these guys. I'm like sending Snapchats with well, who was it? The t- women from Siesta Key. They- Juliet Porter. Yes. And, um, and the one that got married to like the producer. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't watch that show. I just know Juliet Porter because she yeah. is pretty big in the reality world. Juliet you and- can say whatever you want. Flo Rida totally got it for you. Yeah, Flo Rida <laughs> got it for me. I was like, you met Flo Rida? Flo Rida. And I mean, you know, you guys wouldn't know, but Gorilla Zoe was with them too. It was pretty big, big name to get a picture with. Yeah, it was a good time. No, I mean, especially back in 08 after Low got released. If yeah. you were with Flo Rida, I'm surprised you didn't propose on the spot via Snapchat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and here's a little safety tip. I thought you were going to say that you followed her on Snap Maps. Snap Maps wasn't a thing at the time. I do not have my location on anywhere because something happened while I was at Florida where random people would add you on Snapchat in hopes that your Snap Maps would be on. And it was like a way to target young women. So like oh. safety alert, because I know we're making light of this story. It's also very important very to realize serious. that like, this is pretty serious. So I don't have my location on anywhere. I don't respond to texts. If you don't say, hey, Abby, I'm very conscious about my location being tracked. Doing that. You know how you can set like your settings, like only a certain few people can see where you are. Like, so it's like, it's like my wife and then like my close group after that. I don't even use Snapchat anymore if I'm being completely honest. Wow. Like, and it brought you your wife. <laughs> so the craziest thing I've ever done for love and it didn't work out. Like Lexi, I love that this was a happy ending for you, but my was sequ- it? Was it a happy ending? Was well, it a happy ending? <laughs> yeah, maybe this is just a lesson. Don't mastermind your way into a relationship. It just won't work out. So maybe this is a good thing that it didn't work out for me. My senior year of college, I had this really big crush on a guy who was like a year or two older than me. He moved to New York. And so <laughs> I sort of like coerced my friends and they wanted to go too. like, it wasn't just all me. I was like, oh, we should go to New York for 
this convention. Oh, we should go to New York for spring break. So if you go back to my Instagram, there's five different photos of me in New York and it looks like the same trip. It's not. I was just like, I just want to like mastermind my way. I was hoping he would like see that I was in New York and DM me. He had a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just the lesson that we can take from this episode is protect your location and also don't mastermind your way into a relationship. Okay, let's go into double standards because that was something that I picked up on when I was in this interview because like, yeah, we were laughing. We're like, oh, it's so crazy that she tracked you on your smartwatch. But I was like, you know, if this was a woman and her boyfriend revealed to her that she was getting tracked and that's how this relationship happened, I would have been like, call the police. So many red flags. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about double standards. And actually so many people had so much to say about this specific topic. I want to give the floor to my two correspondents, our straight white male correspondent and Lexi. I'm the gay correspondent. (laughs) So where do you two feel like there are really major double standards in relationships? I think obviously the the main one or not the main one, but the obvious one that sticks out that I think of would be like if a guy sleeps around a lot, they're like, yeah, dude, congrats. And then if a girl does it, they're like, wow, you know, that's gross is kind of how that goes usually. Slut shaming. Yeah. That was actually Mm -hmm. the number one response. So on our Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast, subtle plug, (laughs) I asked you, I said, what do you think is the biggest double standard in dating? Or do you feel like there are double standards in dating? 50% of the responses were slut shaming. Yeah. They're like, why is it okay for a guy to go out and hook up? And if I do the same thing, I'm seen as like less than. If you really liked our bonus episode that me and Lexi did last week with Mac and Murphy, where he talked about how evolution impacts our behavior today, he actually has an entire episode about this on his podcast species called Gossiping for Mates, where it basically goes into why humans slut shame and gossip about other women. It's really fascinating. So if like slut shaming is something that you really want to hear about from a scientific standpoint, definitely check it out. Pete Davidson, right? Everyone's all excited for Pete Davidson because he's, you know, getting with these super good looking celebrity women. But if there was a female Pete Davidson, it would the, the headlines would be way different. Well, well look it- at Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift dates a right. million people and everybody gives her crap for it. But like Pete Davidson, it's like, oh, good for you. Everybody wants to date you because you have a big right. dick. Well, it's funny. Like if you see Pete Davidson out with a new woman, they're never like applauding Kate Beckinsale. Look at you getting this hot shot. Right. Young comedian. They're always like Pete Davidson with the big dick. It's like, <laughs> damn, he, he did it again. You know, like who was uh, uh, Radikowski, right? He was, yeah. He was with her recently. And it's just like, all right, more power to him. And, and I think I would like to think I might not if a female celebrity was doing the same thing, be like, cool, you're you're bagging all these hot celebrity dudes. Like, good job. Like, going for it. Well, if you saw, like, a young model getting with, like, Leo DiCaprio or, yeah, like, see, like, George Clooney, yeah. I know it's married, you would see her as a gold digger. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, this girl is just getting after with these old guys for money. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. How those conversations go when Leo's with, like, a new under 25-year-old. But thank God people are actually flipping it on its head and being like, it's actually kind of weird that Leo DiCaprio is dating all these younger women. I mean, I guess you're successful, like do what you want to do, but like <laughs> maybe don't like maybe date someone your own age. Yeah, I, wonder, time. I wonder, you know, most of the times we ever see an age gap story with celebrities. It's from like the wow, look how much older this guy is than the the woman. I feel like there was one recently, but I can't recall a situation where it's like reversed. Madonna. Madonna would be one. Yeah. But even yeah. Though, what were those headlines, were they the same? I feel like for a while people weren't giving Leo a hard time, but they were giving Madonna a hard time. But I yeah. do agree with you. This is the first time I've ever seen like a younger guy get criticized for dating an older woman and not celebrated is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. Because he's married to like a significantly older woman. That might have been. Google him. You'll you'll recognize the face. He was in Angus Thong's Imperfect Snogging. I think that's kind of like always that kind of situation stems from that first part of the conversation is is that double standard. Even from a media outlet, those headlines, 
I think headlines, and this is going down a whole nother path, but I think headlines really reflect the world because headlines are obviously supposed to grab your attention and get you to click on it. So I think with the way everybody works, like, you know, if we put out this type of thing, criticizing the age gap because everybody likes to gossip about it, like it's almost in your DNA, it feels like that will get more clicks than being like Leonardo DiCaprio is dating another woman and they look happy where you go, Leo's dating a woman and she's 23. You're going to get clicks. Much to say, much to say. Lexi, what what would you have to say? I know you okay. have notes. She came with a dissertation ready. I'm going to tell a narrative and then I'm going to tell you why these are double standards. And I'm going to lead this with the Kelsey Ballerini uh, drama that's been happening in the mm. media world right now. So this is the most pop culture reference episode we've ever had. But Kelsey Ballerini recently broke up with her husband. You know, she's been in the media a lot lately because she's been hanging out with the president of Lestopia. Lestopia is the lesbian uh, pop culture world. She's been hanging out with Fletcher. And yes, they just released the song and they were heavily promoting their song, but she had pictures all over the internet touching Fletcher and like their waists like super close and like Fletcher constantly staring at her lips. And these are all signs of a dating couple, obviously. And their new music video is alluding to them ending up together in the end. So everybody was like rumoring like Kelsey Ballerini's dating Fletcher, but also everybody's like Kelsey Ballerini's not gay. Well, one week later, after all of this drama, she is tagged in a picture with her head on the shoulder of that guy from Otter Banks. Do you know his name? Chase Stokes. The reason I have to say that this leads to double standard, say Kelsey Ballerini tomorrow posts a teaser video that she's been having Chase Stokes star in a music video and is not a romantic claim, or they're in a TV show together, or she's going to be on Otter Banks or something like that. And people would create the narrative. Like right now, nobody wanted to agree that, oh, she might be dating Fletcher because it's like Kelsey Ballerini is not gay, but she posts with this guy. This could be a publicity stunt in itself. That is a double standard because Kelsey Ballerini post relationship can date whoever the hell she wants. You know, she's Kelsey Ballerini. Exactly. She's Kelsey Ballerini. And did I want her to be dating Fletcher? 100%. I don't care about Chase Stokes. Correct me if this is the incorrect phrasing of it, but if she's not, because it very much felt like that was like the new celebrity relationship PR media move, right? You put out a few photos where you're getting close and the next thing you know, you're out on a date together and there's some PDA and that's definitely the way it was going. If not, would that classify as queer baiting a little bit? Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up, and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off.
I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen with the Chase Stokes guy. But what kind of like also sparked my mind about this whole situation is I think there is a huge double standard when it comes to bisexuality as a whole, you know, gay or straight when it comes to dating in general. If a girl is one of those girls who is totally straight, but goes out partying and makes out with all her girlfriends, some guys are like, yeah, no, I think that's hot. But if a girl's dating a guy and a guy, heaven forbid, like kissed his male friend or something, it's like, oh no, that's totally gay. I'm not into that. A lot of guys will be like, yeah, I don't care if my girlfriend is bisexual, like whatever. I just don't want her with other dudes, but I don't care if she gets with women. But a lot of girls will be like, no, that's like totally gay. If like my boyfriend is also into guys, I don't like that. I mean, I think that has to do with a lot of, I don't know, gender roles in relationships. Like some girls aren't attracted to guys who don't have a lot of very like masculine features. And unfortunately, if guys like guys, their masculinity takes a hit. That's totally double standard because I feel like girls have this power to do whatever they want. If they want to date guys today, if they want to date guys tomorrow, if they want to be totally straight in a relationship, but make out with their girlfriends when they're drunk. But if guys do that, you know, and rarely, I feel like unfortunately people stick up for the men in these situations. Guys, sometimes if they compliment a dude or think something's attractive about a dude. To that, kind of the way you're going, I would say you lean into the mental health field of things. I feel like a woman talking about her feelings, her mental health, because of my whole life, like growing up, been told like, just man up, just don't deal with it. I basically cannot get myself to book a therapy session. Like I literally can't do it. I've wanted to and I can't. To my core, it feels wrong. And so I think that also kind of leads into what you're talking about too. When you talk about double standards, you almost think about like the unfairness on the woman's side of things because there's a lot of them. But Mm -hmm. there are some that go the other way where like not to put anybody on blast, but like I have friends who have told me recently like, hey man, I'm like struggling with this. I know I'm the one that they told because they know I'm like the most open and cool about that where our other friends would be like an unfiltered way would be like, stop being a a bitch. That also is that double standard that you're kind of alluding to as well. No, I totally agree. And this could be in gay relationships. There's always that stigma that you have to pick who's going to be the man and who's going to be the woman. I will just be honest because I've always lied on the I'm not super, I'm in no way super masculine and I'm in no way super feminine. So like I have always just like been in between and I've always dated people who have like kind of been in between. But there's that what type of gay person are you into? More masculine or more feminine? I think that that's just horrible because like you're moving forward going by gender roles but like you're creating them. Another thing too and Abby you might know this reference. Becca Kufrin from the Bachelor franchise proposed to Tommy. A lot of people were like harping on him being like I can't believe you got proposed to. And I'm like why is that? Why does that have to be a double standard? She came from a broken engagement. He didn't know when she was going to be ready and she said you know what? He told her 
expected. He said, I'm not going to ask you to marry me. I want you to be ready. And she was like, I'm ready. Marry me. But I thought more people were getting on her. They were calling her desperate. It was basically like, it looked like I want to be engaged to you. So I'm just going to go ahead and propose to you. I'm not saying that's the reality. I'm saying I think the dark webs public perception of it. I think even both. Oh, 100% because it makes him quote unquote look less masculine because he didn't propose. And then on the other hand, makes her look desperate, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. I'm not stating this as fact. I'm just stating what I think the dark web public opinion of it was. I think it also brings up a point that I wanted to move into was why is it manly or masculine for a man to want to be in a relationship, take care of a woman? But like when a woman wants those same things, it's seen as desperate. Like clingy. Clingy. Like why am I clingy for wanting a committed relationship? Absolutely. I agree. I would love to be able to read some of these submissions I got from Instagram because I think it could spark a lot of very interesting discussion. I don't want to call any of these opinions controversial because I don't think they are, but I think some will have the same opinion on and then I think we might differ as we move along. So let's get started. So the first submission I got is from Nicole. She said that a smart and successful woman isn't seen as desirable as a smart, successful man. Women aren't seen as desirable for the same things. We always joke how I go back to like caveman like Justin is our caveman correspondent. (laughs) I love it. Very much is. Like it it feels like sometimes it goes down to like, oh, woman look good. Woman, I want to date woman. You know, like it doesn't matter anything else other than looks. I think sometimes it can be a double standard in in that situation like that. I don't have anything to add, but I do agree. That's why I started with this one. I was like, I feel like we can all agree that it would be nice if women could be seen as desirable for having big accomplishments. I guess the only thing I could say, women athletes, there's like a joke that every girl who plays basketball in the WNBA is gay. There are a lot of straight women and there are a lot, if you play a butchy sport, it's assumed that you're gay. I guess that's more of a stereotype than a double standard, unless you were to say a really successful WNBA player isn't quote unquote seen as desirable as a man. Is there like a sport? Because like you think of the main four sports, it's obviously very male driven when it's kind of like this, like, right, like there's football, right? You have football. I feel like there was, there was like a woman equivalent of football, but it was like lingerie football. Like, let's take all their clothes off and have them tackle each other now. You know, like, yeah, again, going back to how sexually desirable they can be seen. It was like, why can't they just go out and play football and a woman football thing? You know, like it doesn't have to be sexualized, I guess. Okay, next one. Rachel said women are expected to be more romantic and plan actual dates. Because I almost disagree a little bit. Okay. I agree that like Nicole will be like, let's do something romantic. And then it's like up to me to figure whatever that is out, which is fine. I feel like most relationships, I don't fully care more about the romantic side of things. I feel like from like a woman's side, it's like, oh, if you know, you have to be romantic to the woman. They need the romance type thing. And whereas like guys, it's like, I don't know, buy them a cheeseburger. (laughs) I agree with you, Justin. I think guys are like expected to be like chivalry, like take me out and do all these things. Hold the door. Yeah. Like like, they could care less. Like it's done for them. You know, a woman is looked at to be like more thoughtful, but like a guy won't really care if you do that or not. Oh, this is the perfect transition. So the next one says, this is from a couple of people. They said when women want equality, but expect a man to pay for everything. So like is chivalry playing into the double standard? Mm. Traditional chivalry in the way that you would think a man opens the door and drives the car. I mean, I guess, yes. Like there is that, like you, you want, you want equality, but then the guy is expected to pay. But I also feel like that like gets into a different category of building a relationship and taking someone out on dates. Like, I don't know. I feel like those are two different things. Like I get where that could be seen as a double standard, but also I feel like that's part of like the dating process. So maybe that's me just not seeing past. This is like a tough one because I don't know. I'm not going to touch on this one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch on this one. I'm not trying to get controversial on the pot. Come on, get controversial. Here, get controversial. No, no, no. no, 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 If you want me to cut it, I'll cut it. It's okay. I'm just, nope. 
Okay. This is, I guess, kind of plays into the same thing. I got a DM from a listener named Amber Rose who raised the point that said, if you expect a man to pay, you're a gold digger. But if you offer to pay, you're seen as stuck up. But I, I feel like part of the offer to pay is like part of the process. Like you're supposed to at least fake it. You're supposed to like reach for your purse. Yeah, like at least fake it. I don't know that if stuck up would be the word that I would use. Maybe not stuck up, but you're sort of seen as, no, let me pay. I'm an independent woman who can pay for myself. Okay, so this is where I was going to go with this. I, that, okay. I didn't want to say like the gold digger thing, but that's the thing. My mom, my parents have been happily married for almost 40 years. I don't know. I'm bad at math. My mom has always told me, you know, it's important for you to like have your money and to not, you don't need no man and like all of these things. You're splitting on a date and all of those things. But I've also had like friends come to me and be like, oh, it was like so tacky. We like split on the first date or like he didn't pay or all those things. I think it's very sweet if a guy takes you out and pays on the first date. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, if if a guy continues to pay and all those things, they will be looked at as like a gold dick, you well, know? Think, but yeah, eventually through the dating process, at some point it becomes like uh, we split the bill or Nicole and I obviously like now we're married. But even after like, I feel like it was less than a year of dating. It just became like, all right, you get the bill this time. And now I'll get mm-hmm. the bill this time. Like we just kind of bounce back and forth. I think if that doesn't change, Justin, like if for right now you were still saying like, oh my God, I pay for like literally everything. And that would be like a concerning factor. But I think at some but point in your relationship to that. And I, and, and I was thinking about this because obviously we're about to have a kid. I bet there's a ton of double standards from like a mom and dad standpoint, which I don't know yet because I'm not there, but maybe we'll revisit in a year. You know, when we bought the house a little behind the current thing, like Nicole has significantly more money than me. So she put down more money towards the house than myself. It might have been a double standard where like as a man, I was like, I have to pay the mortgage for like the next year. You don't put any money towards it so that we can be equal at least, you know, like stuff like that, where I feel like in most situations, if you talk about buying a house or all that stuff and, and it's a couple, if your bank accounts are separate or you're not married yet, it's like expected the guys potentially putting more towards that. Yeah, I was going to say, especially dating here in the South as a straight woman, yeah. if I offer to pay, a lot of guys see it as a threat to their masculinity. But why would you offer to pay? Like, mm-hmm. Of course I've got it. Like I'm the man. Let me pay for it. And I think a lot of women pay one to be nice and to show that they care that they offered mm-hmm. to take them out on a date. And, you know, this is their time too. I think a lot of women, and I saw this on TikTok, a lot of women will be insistent on paying because they don't want to feel like they owe the guy anything. Sure. I've yeah. definitely been in that situation too, but also just sort of like an anxiety thing. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to pay for me because I know I'm going to say no to the next date. And a funny little anecdote was, I remember I was on a date a couple years ago. I offered to split the bill and he was like, oh, well, you can leave the tip. And I didn't have any cash on me. Oh no. Oh. And so I have like huge anxiety now, like offering to split the bill because I'm always worried that's going to happen again. So I, I always bring cash to dates just to be, just <laughs> just to be safe. Case. <laughs> okay. Final point. Katie said women in larger bodies are not seen as desirable in the way that men can be large and desirable. And she brought up, including a couple other people, I think they brought up that big boy song from SZA. I agree. I agree on the point that culturally women who are in larger bodies haven't been seen as sex symbols mm-hmm. in pop culture. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of incredible artists have started to change that narrative. Lizzo and Megan Thee Stallion and they Ashley still Graham. receive a ton of criticism. 100%. Mm-hmm. I wanted to add a point to comparing it to the big boy song and sort of placing women in that same role because I actually think if they were to do it the exact same way, a lot of people would criticize SNL for putting women in a position to be seen as sexual objects. Sure. You know what I mean? I think they would have seen it as, I don't know, as sort of like predatory, which I think brings up a different double standard. Why are we more comfortable sexualizing men in a way that makes us uncomfortable when we see women getting? Yeah. Well, and and to that, you know, like this might not be in the same category. He's about to jump ship into a different. No, no, no. <laughs> like it's, it's, don't leave us, Justin. We're on this ship. Don't 
don't leave us. It's, it's something that happened to myself and my wife's cousin. So her, her husband, we were at a bar. They were on vacation. We're at a bar, right? We're all out there. And this girl walks up to us. And we were wearing pretty aggressive Hawaiian shirts. Like it was very, it was very aggressive. But Aggressive Hawaiian shirts? Yes. Like, like, like they had pictures of like Nicole's brother's face was all over them. It was a joke that we were doing and we didn't think we were going to end up at the bar. But here we are. And this woman, I don't know how old she was. It was like not, I didn't want to be there. She was significantly younger than us. And she came over and she straight up just groped us, like grabbed us, held on. And we were both like, yo, what the hell? If a guy did that, that's like security over. Getting involved. You're getting kicked out. You might be going to jail. Like it's a whole thing. And so like right when that happened, we were talking about that afterwards. I was like, could you imagine if we just did mm -hmm. that? Like, that's not okay. So it's like kind of in that realm of what you're talking about, like similar situation, not sexualizing, but even doing that to a guy is like, you would never. I was also going to bring up something that's pretty popular on TikTok right now. So there's this video going around of all these young college age men at Olivia Dunn's gymnastic meets. Do you know who I'm talking about? The really popular TikToker. Mm -hmm. Beautiful guys yeah. thirst over her. And so there's this video of these young college men screaming outside her match in the same way that you would see young women at a Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. And there are so many people in the comments being like, oh my gosh, I hope she's okay. She needs security. This is terrifying. Which yeah. I agree. Protect Livy at all costs. It's interesting because if you saw the same video of young women doing that at a Justin Bieber concert, of course, Justin Bieber has security, but it's still sort of seen as culturally normal. That's right, exactly. Yeah, of course, schools are going to fangirl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. see, you see, even back in the day, you see videos of when like a woman saw the Beatles in person for the first time. They're like crying, falling over and passing out. Whereas like, you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of, you know, you, you, that's normal. And then if you see it the opposite way, you see a guy crying because they saw Beyonce <laughs> or something. You're like, dude, get it together. Yeah, like, you, what the hell? Like, what is your problem? Your mind goes to, oh, he probably has a shrine to Beyonce in yeah, there's something his weird. basement and he's been stalking her for months when right. maybe he just loves single ladies. Kind yeah. of, it, it might be a similar thing, but you hear those celebrity stories, houses getting broken into. Like Pete Davidson's house in Long Island got broken into a, not too long ago uh, by like a crazed fan, I think it was. And it was like, oh, okay, whatever. But then you see the story of who was it recently? Oh, no, Billie Eilish's parents had their house broken into and everyone's yep. like, oh my God, is this guy crazy? Like, is she okay as a family? Like, I don't know. It's very different from a reaction standpoint. All right. That was my last submission. So do we have any final thoughts on double standards in dating? I think they are never okay. No double standard. This I is us starting our official campaign. The breakup breakdown does not support or endorse double standards. <laughs> I think they go hand in hand with stereotypes, sadly. And I think that, you know, entering any type of relationship, like you should be held accountable to the same things that you would hold your partner accountable to. Somebody put that on a freaking mug. New coming merch, baby. New merch. <laughs> coming May 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Justin and Lexi, for coming on to share your opinions. Of course, these are just our opinions from our own perspectives. Of course, there are a thousand other ways we could have gone about, you know, these discussions. These are just our three opinions. Feel free to let us know in my DMs if you agree or disagree, as long as you're nice and very sensitive. Um, and I appreciate you listening and I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.